Paul, what's the date today? I have no clue. What is it, like what? the 17th? 18th. 18th? What's the month? I can't believe I was that close. What's the month? July. Oh, stop. You're bowing me out. I need to be further along in my pilot script. What? I need to be further along in my pilot script. I want to be done by the fall, and I've got like two episodes to write. Are you are you eating right now? This is what's happening. You're gonna just eat while we talk. Is it really obvious that I'm eating? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard yourself eat? I'm sorry. I have. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like someone eating. I know you think of yourself as a delicate flower with a tiny mouth, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hungry. Record. We can come back to this. What's up? Would you rather eat or would you rather record? We can come back I'd to rather, I would rather record and eat quietly, so I will try to eat quietly. Man... All right, so it's July 18th right now. Portland is trying to figure out what to do with the Department of Homeland Security stormtroopers that are kidnapping people in apparently rented minivans from Enterprise. And I'm sitting here in my house. That's deep. Yeah, I'm sitting here in my house with my feet shoved into... uh, an electric foot massager. And Paul, what are you doing right now? I'm talking to you on the phone as I eat pod chemo, uh, drunken noodles, while um, Dragon Ball Z Super plays in the background. <laughs> how, how many Saturday night, you... man. Saturday how many... night. How many times have you watched that this year? All right, I don't want this podcast to be about Dragon Ball Z's Dragon Ball Super. But okay. I have not seen these episodes. I've only seen the last half of this season, so I actually haven't seen this episode before. I, I could not have a cogent conversation with you about Dragon Ball in any way, shape, or form. Good, me neither. I, that's why I watch it. I'm trying to keep up with the kids, man. Even though is that what this the is kids are dated. watching? No, it's not. It's already dated, but whatever. Baby steps. You're not doing a very good job of eating quietly. I'm hearing fork scraping. I'm hearing noodles. I hear macaroni and cheese being stirred. What's going on over there? I'm nervous. I'm I'm tapping at the bowl. I want to hear chew as quietly as you can, and I'm going to let you know if I can hear you. What does that have to do with our topic of the day? Enough um, of your bizarre, masticative perversions. Girl, you are the one. Let All us right. focus, shall we? Uh, so we are here today to talk about a film called Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg. <laughs> are you saying that because I got it wrong last time we were talking? I know. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I get it right. And what's oh, okay. his name? Kristen Milioti. Mm-hmm. Her. Uh, 
would you like to give a synopsis? Does that matter? You want to just jump in? Um, yeah, I'll give a synopsis. Um, yeah, a what, movie the that is the latest entry in what has become a genre of sort of repeating day time loop uh, related plots. Um, I guess that began with Groundhog Day. And then um, was sort of given the big budget sci-fi genre treatment in one of my favorites, Edge of Tomorrow. And now it's uh, getting the sort of funny indie treatment um, in uh, Palm Springs. Will you count Looper in there? Not really. It's not about like repetition. All right, well, um, I have three things I want to talk about with regards to Palm Springs. Do you also have three things you would like to talk about? Bro, I can talk about this stuff. I know, like, that's why I said three, Paul, crazy. three. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can cut it down to three, I think. I'll try. <laughs> okay, you go. Just what did I think of the movie? No, man, I like thought it was topic, great. All a topic, a thing. Let's just thing let's give it. Let's give context. Let's give like a general context. Um, so to actually give a context of the whole thing that's going on here, the whole way we decided to try and do a podcast was we both decided that we liked this movie and we're having such a good time talking about it. We felt like we should share the joy <laughs> with the general population. <laughs> Um, which is really ironic seeing as how we're in a you know global pandemic and there's you know i mean that's one of the reasons why it was so charming to watch i'll tell you that exact thing oh yeah well no we can yeah this is going to be longer than 45 minutes i can tell already so um yeah so i went to a drive-in i saw a movie at a drive-in i adapted and overcame and went to the freaking drive-in and in Warwick, New York, and it was awesome. And, scary. and it was a great, it was a great theatrical experience. I was and all scary. like, oh my God, even though I'm kind of from the boonies, I was like, oh my God, it's the boonies. People are like really nerved out about race right now. Um, and then like literally half the uh, audience was black because Black Panther was the second part of the double feature. But anyway, it was nice to be in such a bucolic setting with so many people of color. But um, no, it was great. It was like, uh, to tell you the truth, I just really related to it on a profound level. And I'm always sort of rooting for um, Andy Samberg. And I thought Popstar was a really underrated movie, very funny movie. And I really liked this movie. I really related to it. Um, I felt like I knew the girl. I really identified woman. with Andy. Oh, woman. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry. Woman. Um, and, uh, yeah, and getting, getting to sort of, uh, its relevance to our times, I do relate to its theme of kind of recursion and sort of the soul deadening effect of recursion and feeling like you're locked in patterns you can't break out of and what it takes to break out of those patterns. I deeply relate to that. I deeply relate to 
the seen it all before, like, oh my God, this is such a hopeless Mobius strip of lameness. Uh, let me just try and like have a good time with it, make the best of it and try and connect with people and, you know, see what happens. I really related to that. And uh, yeah, and I related to sort of their relationship and dynamic and et cetera, et cetera. What I really enjoyed about it was the fact that it was lighthearted, but not frivolous. And oh, then- my God. How do you let me go on for like 15 minutes and then you like say what I was trying to say, like the first sentence out of your mouth? I hate that. <laughs> I was just, Phil. just summarizing what you were saying i was just oh, okay oh nice save nice save all right i really appreciate that yes sure. it Paul was Francis. lighthearted without being frivolous which is just like such a cool like so beautiful like chef's kiss like oh yes especially mm. right now you know what i mean yeah just yeah so deadening talking about a recursion where you just can't escape the loop i tried to watch um charlie's theron's netflix uh blockbuster i guess they're now trying to call things oh really are they trying to call it a blockbuster yeah even if I it's mean, just broadcasting straight number to of home? streams and blah blah, blah. anyway and of how course, do we check was, those numbers it was just an endless violent gun battle after endless violent gun battle after endless violent gun battle and i mean whatever i enjoy that as much as the next person but at a certain point you know, we have gorged ourselves on that. And it's frankly, no longer an appetizing meal. So to see something which is escapist in its way, and then at the same time, instructive about an existential crisis. Wow. Um, How did you feel it was instructive? Well, I mean, it offers, it offers possible strategies for dealing with the existential state of existence i mean of our lives you know and how would you describe those strategies what's happening right now (laughs) i'm very interested (laughs) are you trying to therapy me because i'm not no no i'm trying to get you to therapy me man well i mean if you look at andy samberg's whose his character's name was Niles with a Y. Oh, with a Y? Oh, yeah. I like the movie so much less now. Well, that's what I get for watching it with um, subtitles. Um, <sighs> so his response to dealing with a, a meaningless, amoral existence, as you say, was to choose a simple hedonism you know it was kind of like a was it neutral good character oh really are we going there i mean i don't know sure it's helpful don't you think it's instructive did you ever even play dungeons and dragons phil i played dungeons and dragons so hard (laughs) that my middle school burnt dungeons and dragons books oh you had to just go to the like i'm from Freaking from the Bible. land of Footloose, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm from the land of Footloose. Like, don't come at me with that, bro. 
yeah. I wasn't okay. just playing Dungeons and Dragons. I was worshiping the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. I'm so glad we're doing this. Like after being a uh, sort of a snooty uh, podcast shit talker. Beep. Um, I'm so glad to have the option now because it gets me off TikTok. Oh my God, I'm such a crazy TikTok addict. Thank you for getting me out. No, I don't want to talk about that in any way, shape, or form. Okay, I'm just saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Palm Springs. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Mm -hmm. podcasting, for breaking me of my addiction. (laughs) Jesus. Your Your other recursion. Well... Yes and no. It just kind of goes deeper and deeper. Anyway, and deeper. without yeah, please, let's get going. Yeah. So that's one strategy, right? A kind of simple hedonism. And what I what I found really compelling was it, about was that, that hedonism, though. It seemed like he was just trying to get any sort of connection he could. Uh, I mean, I honestly wouldn't say he was trying that hard to seek a connection. My point with what I was trying to make was the implication over the course of the movie as you watch it is that he has tried lots of other things. He has tried having sex with everybody. He has, you know, gone on a meth binge and ended up in Equatorial Guinea. (laughs) I want to see that movie. (laughs) Starring Charlize Theron. Oh, God. And... uh, so what he settled on as the most effective stance, attitude, moving to move through a feudal existence was kind of just a goofy, dis, like unattached enjoyment for no reason. You know, he was right. Happy it's for what, no it, what happens when you're trapped in the same day? is there's no consequence and therefore no meaning. So his, his existence is rendered meaningless. And the thing, however, that what he does say matters is pain. And he also says what matters is what we do to ourselves and what we do to each other. We have to live Whoa. with what we do to other people. That's the consequence, right? And, you know, while you can think about it in those smaller terms of, you know, recursion in a single day, I think the other thing that I really liked about it was that it was um, also a a take on reincarnation and sort of the Buddhist idea of karma and karma. Yeah. So, you know, I'm talking about like it addressed all those issues at the same time. It was super goofy, super silly very charming, surprising, um, very deft. So deft. Mm-hmm. Deft has like become one of my favorite words, and it's so rare, actually, to see anything outside of sports. And I will tell you, one of the things that I felt was deft touch. about it, and this is one of the points on my outline, were um, the musical set pieces, the dance set pieces, of which I think there were two... The first being... Yes, you were right. I went back and looked. Yeah, so before you are given the understanding that he is in a loop and has done and been at the reception millions of times, uh, he's dancing towards... What's her character's name? 
Sarah? Uh, I think Sarah. so. You might be right, yes. yeah. Um, and it is a set dance piece where he interacts with people in the moment. Someone's drunk. He taps the drunk on the shoulder. He steals the drunk's drink. He dances around in synchronicity. That's a really well done sequence. Like a lot of choreography went into that. Yeah, it was. And and he made it look effortless. And it was easy, entertaining and quirky and had a point. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a set piece to be quirky. It had a point in the revelation of the 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 conceit of the of the whole story um and that's amazing right that's incredibly um deft a a deft way of of telling that story anyway i really enjoyed that and then also the second set piece which was in the middle of their sort of joy in finding a troublemaker a partner someone else who they can create a store, a longer lasting story than just one day together. Um, They go into that bar and they are wearing matching outfits and dancing crazy and messing with people's hair. It was adorable. It's weird in a weird way. I feel like that's one of the weakest parts of the movie. And yet also uh, the part that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, it reminded me of, um, do you remember in Hal Hartley's Simple Men, there was... um, Oh, yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) That (laughs) episode, we're going to use Hal Hartley. Time, we're going to... There's a lot to say. You are breaking up on my end over here. Hello. Uh, I'm breaking up with you. With you. Yeah, you are breaking up. Are you saying? Can you hear me? Oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll have to edit that out. So where were we? Well, we had just talked about um. Uh. They're set pieces in Hell Hartley. Hell Hartley. Yes, the dance. Yeah, it reminded you of that yeah. scene from and... Simple Men. Yeah. I, well, the thing is, though, I think it works better in this movie, something better than Simple Men that's saying a lot, in that, well, it kind of serves the same function, in that uh, they're showing us their relationship, the advancing nature of their relationship. And how much fun they're having together and how it's sort of like the both of them against the world. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. And it's joyful in it's an it's an interesting mismatch of joy. Because right. he's they're having, having fun. a joyful experience yeah. because something is um happening for the millionth time and she's excited because something's happening for the but they're first having time. the time of their life anyway right so that was the first thing i wanted to talk about was the- um i figured out i figured out what this episode should be about the focus the question at the heart of this episode is everyone i hear describe this movie talks about how cute and great it is 
but no one's really both feet in like that's a great movie like with a capital g everyone kind of has like uh there's always a uh quali- qualifying vibe to people who like this movie like oh it was cute like what keeps this movie from being capital g great but that's the take of it or do you feel like i mean i don't know g like great? i I I guess I don't like to approach it from that end because it that's the approach of like is it high art you know what I mean like I don't I don't really get into that question of is it great no not high art just a great movie are you like that was amazing it was cute um. I guess what I would say is it is not aiming for great. And that's another thing that I admired about it. Paul? Dude. Girl, that's not me. I have full I have full bars on my Wi-Fi. I have full wi- bars on my cellular. It ain't me. Hello? Sorry, I can't hear you. Uh, if I hang up, does that mean this whole thing is... You're deleted? gone. I mean, I it sounds like you're breaking up to me. Oh, weird. The music is still going. Huh. I don't hear any music. All right. Are you hearing music? Is it recording music on your end? It's just adding music. Well, here we go. There we go. Yay. What happened? All right. Well, the reviews are in, and Paul is definitely a burnout. That's fine. (laughs) So, I mean, when you say don't talk about illegal drugs, are you talking about weed? You know that we're recording right now. I mean, apparently you can edit shit. I don't know. Yeah, no, you can definitely edit. Um, but just, yeah. Anything that's going to like, get us in trouble. I'm asking you a very specific question, though. Do you not want me to talk about your massive weed addiction? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I would appreciate it if you do. Make stuff up about me on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, got it. Won't mention your weed addiction. What about porn addiction? I knew you were going to go there. None of your addictions. Talk about the porn addiction as much as you like. This was a trap. Isn't it always? That's what your whole goal was this whole time, was to just talk about porn. It's true. It's true. You think I've got a lot to say about Palm Springs. Oh, man. All right. 
Hold on, let me just do this one thing and then I'll be ready to. Dude, this is the podcast. You want me to call back? No, but you're a, you can edit. I didn't realize that. I mean, right. If you can eat, I can just do this one thing. All right. What are you I'm doing? Gonna, I'm going to get some ice cream. Well, all right. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to eat it really quietly. Yeah, I listened to it. You could not hear me chewing at all. You're a big liar. Well, apparently you're going deaf. Well, that's true. <laughs> we can't let this just evolve into one of our usual conversations. Why not? Isn't that the you, point? Is this recording you, our usual conversation? Or you're just abusing me endlessly. It's really... Like, I never get bored of it. The bedrock of our friendship. Great. <laughs> Frankly, no. Um, all right, focus, focus. All right, so you listened to it. How long was it? Um, it was around 20 minutes. So you have 25 minutes. So I wanted to talk about how awesome the set pieces were. I did that. Well, I want to. I want to. I want to focus on the question. Oh, Paul! Issue it. I don't think it was aiming for greatness, and I think that's actually in line with the whole ethos of the movie. In the middle of all this, he did not see any kind of greatness or any. What? Keep the bar low. I mean, he just like in a feudal world, greatness is. Greatness, has, greatness can just be not sucking. Greatness can just be having a good day. Sure. Humility. And like humility. Getting somebody out of trouble, like getting somebody out of a, a you know a difficult scrape at having to give a speech at her sister's wedding. You know, he's right. like not confronting his girlfriend. He's like letting his girlfriend cheat on him. He's like not making waves. He's not using his like he's using his totally crazy power in a frivolous, lighthearted way after for sure wielding it in far more uh, devastating ways to the people, you know, and to himself. Okay. But that's what's keeping people from not committing more fully to liking it i mean it's like movies that aim for greatness the criticism is valid right like but i just don't think that was the point of this right it's just a small movie it's a small movie but it's like it's it it is it's (laughs) i mean i do think it is part of a, a new kind of genre which is the other thing I, another point I wanted to talk about, which is like uh, like low sci-fi, you know, like oh yeah, you said that before. What's what's low? Well, I mean, sci-fi? you know, it's that combination of you know science fiction, science fiction-based existentialism, right? There's you owe me plague. twenty bucks. You so said I said existentialism. existentialism. Oh my god! 
God, you owe me 20 bucks. Yes. I said a million. Yes. I said it a million years ago. I said it like a long time ago. I've, I've been owing you 20 bucks. Oh, all right. You owe me 20 bucks. I also said masturbation. How much do I owe you for that? You know what? You can claim I have a drug problem and a porn addiction, and you can talk about she who shall not be named as much as you like because I won the 20 bucks. <laughs> that, that made my weekend. You need to get out more. Hey, man, I went to the freaking drop-in <clears throat> during a pandemic. What do you want from me? That's true. Um, what was I talking about, though? Some bullshit. <laughs> You're right. Oops. Sorry, kids. But, I mean, it's just the, the idea that, um, you know, it's taking something that is, it, you know, it's like taking something that s- children of men, that's oh, a movie shit. that is aiming for greatness. Right? This is the topic. That is, a, is serious. Okay, yes. Well, that's an interesting thing because children of men is a great film that is ambitious in its inception and execution. Um, And a lot of things about it signify greatness. And yet when it first came out, it was sort of like, meh. Like I saw it with my super duper famous cousin back in the day. And um, we were like, that was amazing. Like, why aren't people talking about this movie? And then over time, it's really, yeah, now it's like hushed tones, like, oh, my God, children of men. Everyone's trying to be children of men. So I wonder what that phenomenon is and if the same thing will happen with uh, Palm Springs. Like, over time, it will become recognized as sort of like a small, a gem, like a small classic. Yeah, I mean, it's not being panned. I mean, it won awards, right? Like, it's... You know, I think I just saw this one review that was like, it's such a shame that it, it punked out at the end. Like it was going so well and then it veers off the rails. But I suspect that that reviewer was felt like Andy Samberg sells himself out. His character sells himself out by sort of spoiling in love. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gives away his power in the relationship and the reviewer was like, oh, fuck that, man. <sighs> what? What? I think this is like a funny criticism. Like, anyway, I mean, I think it's a valid criticism. I think, like, I you do. Well, I mean, this is what I'll say. The first time I saw the Fifth Element, and I was like, "If the Fifth Element is love, I swear to God, (laughs) that's completely different." The Fifth Element sucks. Sorry, Luke Basson. I I love you. I love love and Nikita, but no, that's a valid. Well, no, that particular criticism like there is a way to make that point uh and have it feel less cheesy and less kind of like um facile than it does in the fifth element like i don't i don't don't think that's what's wrong with the fifth element there are lots of other things that are wrong with the fifth element sure i mean we're old fifth element multi-pass Multi-pass. <laughs> I, I still say that when I'm like on the Jersey Turnpike and I go through easy pass. I'm like, multi-pass. Multi-pass. Do you like my band-aid bikini? Paul. I know. Sorry. Sorry, kids. I thought you were wearing a baseball cap. And... Um, so I guess what I was saying is 
you know it is like yeah so it 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 <clears throat> treats the subject matter of the eschaton oh, the end Jesus. times you sh you should just give me another 20 bucks for that one why that's a, that's an, that is a word i pronounce it no i know but quit really, being bellicose. really are you eschatoning me right now <laughs> <laughs> Did you just tell me to not be bellicose? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. We're not doing this. I quit. Go back to your TikTok. Go back <laughs> to your you. TikTok. You'll be back. Thank you. Let me go back to TikTok. <sighs> anyway, you were you were saying some shit. Sorry. So it takes something that normally is treated with like you know, like Carmina Barana soundtrack. Instead, it put, you know, the soundtrack of a just a summer day. It, it brought it down and it has real consequence. I mean, there's stakes. The stakes are high. Like, people are dying. People are obviously getting hurt in but a you, variety of but ways. But you feel like Adam Sandberg's Andy. character. Andy. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, kids. Um, why do you keep? Who do you keep apologizing? Do you think these kids don't say fuck? My imaginary class, but uh, the, who have never heard the word fuck before? No, they're virgins. And who imagine that you like don't say the word fuck? And I'm just I'm trying to set an example. Don't smoke weed. I'm trying to set an example. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so Andy Samberg. <laughs> You feel that his character, Niles with a Y, uh, you don't lose respect for his character, sympathy, when he, I'm going to try and talk about this without being doing a spoiler, essentially kind of gives Sarah all the power in the relationship. How does he give her all the power in the relationship? Oh, you're just going to make, when he tells her he loves her and all that stuff. I mean, I think that's an extremely cynical way of looking about looking at what a pronouncement of love is, especially in the context of the larger story. I agree. I'm just trying to figure out why I saw that like not so great review. And they're oh, like, because it goes off assholes. the rails at the end. Because he's probably a neckbeard. Who knows? Oh Jesus! Is he a fucking like? We just lost. We just, we just lost all the neckbeard demographic for our podcast. This is a shout out to all my neckbeard brothers out there. What's up? How's your katana? How's your waifu? Hey, man, that's not funny. How's that mall ninja shit, bitch? Some of my best friends are neckbeard katana swinging meatheads. I'm giving them a shout out. Hey, what's I, up, queen? I, I, I doubt your uh, authenticity with that shout out. I'm trying to make friends. Yeah, sure. It's a hard time for all of us. <laughs> it really is. But, um, um, yeah, so, so... that's what I mean. All right, so it really, it's not a valid criticism. Yeah, I mean, I think, actually, I would, it would not surprise me if this movie ends up becoming sort of like uh, a classic. I mean, it is certainly unique in the landscape. It really is unique in the landscape. Well, right now, I mean, like, what landscape? There's like no landscape. Well, I mean, 
uh, you know, everything, including everything that's available on Netflix, everything that's, oh, you know, like everything right. against yeah, the yeah. larger thing that's being told. It's, it's, it is, it has a certain level of craftsmanship about it. I mean, just the script. I didn't want yeah. to be like the script nerd, but it's a great script. It's a great script. Great. Script. And it's well acted. And um, I thought visually, like the scene where she first confronts him after it is, you know, she gets trapped in the loop and she's throwing beers oh, into the well, pool. Let's, okay. On top of the, well, the Groundhog thing has been, Groundhog Day thing has been done before. Like, nice one. Um, not only that, but we've seen the non-sequential storytelling, like, oh, it's a mystery, exactly what's happening thing done before, but not this well. Like, that was probably the best non-sequential reveal that I've seen in a really long time. Like, did you just burp? I did. Sorry. My God, I was dropping science. I but was did you hear knowledge. me eat? No, you didn't. I did. I did hear <laughs> you. I totally hear you. Goddamn peanuts. <laughs> I was just being polite and not commenting on it. But anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Um, you were saying, God damn it. You're talking about the reveal, the non-sequential reveal. Oh, yeah. Nailed it. It's great. It's great. It's really Yeah, good. I mean, do you remember, uh, what's it called? Just the end of the world? Are you that... talking, which movie? Describe it. Oh, it's got, it's got like J. Baruch. Kel yep. and um, that guy from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Not 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, fuck. Seth Rogen, Green Hornet. Oh, I think it's just the end. The end? Or this is the end. This is the end. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, that's kind of of that same thing, too, right? Like, taking something which would normally be treated like as an apocalyptic, oh, doom, and it, you know, it lightens it up. It's not, oh, yeah. it, but, I mean, it's, they're, they're but it's common. frivolous. But it's frivolous. Like, this was not frivolous. It, it was like, you know, like we talked about it. It was funny, it was, it was charming, it was light. Yes. But it was, one of the other things I really loved about it, oh, are we going to talk about specific scenes? Is that not spoilery? Does it matter if people are I think you just have to say spoiler. Oh, well... I mean, I, there is no spoiler because I don't know what the spoiler is, but the scene where um, one of the strategies to escape this loop that Sarah indulges in is the belief that you can earn your way out of it, that you can do something to right some karmic injustice. If you do enough good, then you will be released from the wheel of suffering. Yep. And so what she does is unknown in the movie. We still don't know what she does, but it takes no. place. At... Yeah, we do. Do you, Paul? Yes. What do you, what does she say? How do you know what she says? Oh, well, we can assume. What do you assume? Well, that's a big spoiler. Well, do you assume that that's what she told her? Yes. You believe that that's what she thinks is going to get her out of that karmic loop? Yes. 
I, you know what, I guess then if I, that would make sense, but I would, I, I watching it the second time, I have an issue with how that was portrayed, but whatever, it doesn't matter. That's a minor criticism. I'll, I'll say this. I think <clears throat> that character of Sarah was flies really on the strength of Kristen Milioti's performance. I think if there is sort of a weakness in the film or the script, it might be her character arc. Uh, yeah, no, I think she's, yeah, I think she's... Like what, like you feel like... Um, Andy Samberg's character, Niles, has a problem and in the taking on of the problem grows and changes and solves the problem. Um, Sarah has a problem, takes on the problem and also grows and changes, but only in the sense that she learns a lot about quantum physics. <laughs> Not really that she, her sort of like, you know, character changes or it actually it does but it's sort of underdeveloped like well, yeah, the way what she learns and how she changes yeah because you can't you can see where he started right and we learn where, where she started but we spend I mean? so much time learning where she started from that we don't have a lot of time to see how she... Yeah, you don't know how ends. fucked up she actually is. <laughs> at the end or in the beginning? No, at the beginning. Like, you know at the end how fucked... You know, like, when, when the spoiler that nobody yeah, we don't about... Yeah, we don't know if she sort of solved it yet. It's no, kind that's of not mystery. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the... No, I mean, solved her character issue, like, her, her personal problem. Well, we... I'm saying that we, as an audience, don't know what she's working on so we don't we can't gauge her progress because the depth right. of her the depth of her character isn't revealed until that spoiler comes through like the right and that's like well into the movie like we mm -hmm. don't have a lot of time to yeah she disappears shortly after that yeah yeah yes um so right we don't really see her doing any work to fix herself and the she, only way that it would and be it wasn't revealed. it wasn't like her lack of understanding of quantum physics was like creating problems for, for her <laughs> <laughs> god damn my relationship with my stepmom sucks because of only quantum a, physics right if only i understood the behavior of quarks better um if only i had a yeah. goat right so yeah i would say but in a weird way you kind of do you kind of get the sense that in her struggle to get out of there. Right. Because what it is, uh, this is what it is. What it is is, and this is probably what the writers and producers and directors were saying to themselves, when she keeps saying, I can't keep waking up in that bed, that's her challenge. It's not necessarily to break out of the loop. It's to not keep waking up in that bed and to uh, solve that problem. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, she says and it, she right? does she does kind of do that, and she and she specifically calls it out in in the in the camping scene. She says when they're talking about whether it's important to know someone's past in order to enjoy their present, you know, like for a relationship right. to flourish. And he's like, no, it only matters what the next bite is. It doesn't matter what happened before. It just matters what the next bite is. And she tells a story about how, you know, she was in a relationship. She knew it wasn't going to work. <clears throat> she, knew, she, did, she knew it wasn't going to work when they got married. She knew it wasn't going to work when they moved to Austin together. Um, and if she didn't keep that in mind, if she didn't remember that, then she would be doomed to repeat that mistake over and over again. Oh, right. Well, there you go. It, it's a great movie. I mean, I think it. I mean, I think it is. But the, like I said, I do think that the, one of the things I like most about it is the fact that it's not aiming at that. Well, there are lots of different kinds of greatness. I mean, I think it's hard to do to make a deft epic. You know, this is a deft, small movie. It's a gem. It's a little gem of a movie. Um, but there are plenty of great gems, you know what I mean, that over time achieve a certain level of greatness. The is this becoming to... a critique of my ambition, Phil? Are we back on that? No, I, no, I don't want to do that either. Okay. I don't know why I keep saying no. I was thinking about that when I was listening to our trailer, and like I say no, and I don't like it when I hear myself basically say no. Anyway, you're abusive. You're an abusive. I, <laughs> I don't know yes. why I keep coming back. It's like I'm such a masochist. You're, you're a masochist. You love it. I love it. It's you're weird. dirty. You're a dirty, dirty pig. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, um, I'm drinking it in. Um, I do want to say that one of the things that I, you know, it's not a big thing. In, in terms of like hashing it out and, you know, analyzing it, but it is just say people of color are very tokenized in this movie. It, they do not. Have oh, a... right. Yeah. You mentioned that before. And, oh, that's like a whole other episode. Like, well, I don't want to analyze the, it. I'm just saying the, there it is. It's there. Yeah. It is. It's well, like, you know, if, if there was a shorthand, how would like, you, oh, how would you, how would you have solved that problem? Uh, you know what? You know, when I watch television shows like Pose or when I watch um, even, uh, did you watch the Netflix show called Never Have I Ever? No. Uh, there can be more than one black person in a story and there can be more than one Asian person in a story. And it's okay. You can still tell the same story. That's all. That's true. I completely agree with that. And I do think it's weird that the black guy in the movie was... He was black and gay. It was two birds with one stone. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Was he gay? Yeah. Why did he have the same last name as Abe? Who is Abe? The groom. I don't know. Maybe they were related. Yeah, which doesn't also make sense. Unless he's this brother-in-law or adopted 
Well, what's his face? It's, you know, he's pretty dark. It could be Abe, half brothers. Um, but uh, my point. So you is... don't remember? You don't remember the flashback where Adam Sandler's going through all his hookups? Yeah, no, but that's like he also hooked up with. You know what I mean? That's like just in the millions of possible lifetimes. Yeah, you're going to do that. You're going to try and fuck everybody. Try to fuck everybody. I know, but the guy he was having sex with was the black guy. Yeah, I know, but I'm not like that doesn't mean that black guy's gay anymore than it means Andy Samberg's character's gay. Oh. Okay. Just so you know, we're at 25 minutes for just this segment. Do you want to do a third segment where we get more political no i don't want to talk about it i'm just saying it's there it is well if there we don't do that if we don't do that i think we should wrap it up okay so i've said everything no i said my three say. things i wanted to talk about set pieces i wanted to talk about um that genre idea of loci and i also wanted to talk about um suspension and say yeah people of color come on we can do better well, one thing I'll say about the people of color thing is, and also just tokenism in general, is it, I, again, it's sort of a challenge of in conception. Like, what is the world? And is in the world that's created, is there space for other ethnic backgrounds? And is there a way to integrate people of other ethnic backgrounds in a way that doesn't feel forced or tokenish? Um, I mean, yeah, the, don't have guy, just one. That guy, well, I mean, sometimes it bees that way. Like, sometimes I'm often I'm the only person of color in a room. Or oh, of course. That, uh, you know, I get so, it. I'm just saying. So in a weird, the thing that bothered me in that movie, though, was that it felt awkward. I mean, it didn't feel that awkward. Truthfully, I think maybe just the guy wasn't that great of an actor. But it did, something about it felt tokeny. Cool. Um, Apart from just him being the only black guy. I mean, maybe it was just the wedding. Like, the wedding itself was, like, kind of a white affair. But it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I mean, my whole thing with a lot of that is finance stories that take place in less homogenous environments. But uh, don't get me started. Don't get me started on no, I mean, I don't want to get you started because there's, it's yeah. no solution. It's just an endless pit of despair well, and horror. I think no, actually, I think there are a lot of very easy solutions. And a lot, of, and again, a solution to the despair and horror is just the people who are actually in control of the financing, like where the resource flow goes, need to make different decisions. But for some reason, we seem to be unable to make that happen. Anyway, you know what I think we should do is we should on just a lighter hire, note. Yeah, go ahead. Hire secret police to kidnap them. Oh, well, there's that. Like, what a what a close show. Anyway, anyway. Gonna, so wrapping it up. Wrapping it wrapping up. It up. It's a good movie. Yay! We love. Are we gonna have movies. a rating system? Oh wow! What are you doing? Got a little excited. Yes, rating system, please. What is our rating system going to be? You want to just say stars for now until we come up with something better? No, uh, 
I mean, how many stars is it out of? Five. Five stars? I mean, that's the highest. Five what's, what's a five-star movie? Like The Godfather? Casablanca? <laughs> what's, 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 a, what's a three-star movie? It's a three-star movie. Um, what's a three-star movie? When Harry Met Rocky, Sally? Rocky Three. Yeah, When <laughs> Harry Met Sally. What's Love Actually? Mm, three, possibly two and a half. Ooh. <laughs> not, not a huge fan of Love Actually. Yeah, well, but uh, but four wings and a funeral is four and a half to five. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you That's cried in four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> you know, I saw that in Albuquerque. Maybe we even saw that together. But um, yeah, so five star means like best of genre. Well, it's a small genre. What? Uh, how about? I mean. I, I guess I will say that if the stars represent not greatness in the larger scheme of filmic storytelling and instead mean like how enjoyable the experience of oh. watching the movie well, I was. To, yeah, I wanted to talk about that too, like objective versus subjective evaluation. But let's just pretend we're critics for now. And critics are always uh, reserve the right to like reevaluate later on and like, change their stuff. I mean, I'm saying a solid four. It was enjoyable. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, we are in it's agreement. It's definitely four thoughtful. Like, it, it's I would say four stars, maybe even four and a half. We'll have to see how it ages. I mean, I'm not going to give him four and a half because he won a fucking award for dick in a box. Like, I think he won a fucking... He deserved uh, that award. That is fucking genius, Dick in a Box. You yeah, know what that's called? That's called reading the room. Super heterosexual. Oh, shoot, shoot him. <laughs> I mean, I like whatever. Dick, All right, you're not going to make you're not be a box. <laughs> you're why not going to make me say. You're not going to make me call you the f word, am I? I'm not fat. I'm bulking. <laughs> oh, now we definitely have to wind up. That is my least favorite topic. All right. Well, now I'm going to have to go edit this crap. This freaking verbal, verbal diarrhea. Trying to make something cool out of it. But it was fun. Um, I'm not sure anyone else is going to listen to it. I know. Uh, well, I don't want to. Let's not do that. Um, yes, okay. edit this out. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how how precise I'm going to be with the editing, but we'll see. You're just like going to edit me out. <laughs> <laughs> I, that won't be possible. You just talk the whole time. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I could hardly think yeah, of anything yeah, to yeah. say if you wouldn't let me talk about your porn habits or. Oh or, my god! Yeah. Like I have very little to talk about. You said, like, don't mention she who won't be named and, like, don't talk about all the illegal shit that I do. Like, what's left to talk about, frankly? Why? Why? Why are you ruining everything? At the end, we almost made it all the way through and you're just, like, ruining it. Fuck!
Hear that, kids? That's right. I'm stopping this. I'm stopping this now. <laughs>